0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you are kind of in the market for something to tote around your equipment with, you're looking for that truck and trailer setup and you're thinking to yourself, what is going to be the best way for me to get my equipment from point A to point B where I can profit the most, be efficient, not run into issues, all that good stuff? I'm going to go through that in today's episode, trucks and trailers. This is going to be one of the most controversial episodes that we've had in quite a some time. But here is what I have found to be the most cost effective way of doing things as well as just here's how I do what I do. And here's why I do what I do. And here's why I think it's better than some of the other setups uh, that people like to go with out there. Now, number one, I'm going to start off with I'm going to piss everybody off. Uh, Before I say that, I'll introduce myself a little bit more. My name is Caleb Nguyen. I'm the owner of Yellow Hat Mowers uh, out of Syracuse, New York. Uh, we have about four crews right now going into the summer. Hopefully, going to be growing to six. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. It's it's um, a good journey. Um, aiming at a million dollars, but we shall see what happens from here. You know, I I mean, I'd be okay with nine hundred thousand. It wouldn't be the end of the world to me. But that is kind of what, what we're uh, what we're up to. And I've had the opportunity to work a lot of with a couple of guys. Um, One on one to help them grow their businesses. And it's been a blast, seen a lot of growth in their businesses. So, with that being said, let's jump into this. The first thing, again, controversial. I am not a big brand guy. Okay. It does not, it does not freaking matter to me. Now, I would look, it looks otherwise because I have four Chevys. I have a 2011 um, 2500 LT, Z71, four wheel drive, extended cab. It's like old man blue. Um, I have my black uh, 2016 Silverado 3500 um, crew cab, um, four-wheel drive. Nice work truck, pretty basic. Uh, we have the white 2015 Silverado 2500 regular cab, four-wheel drive. That thing is banged up. And it's also the first year that that they switched the models over from like – there's like eye. I don't know what the generation is called in between that, but I have – one of those, that's what the 2011 is, and then apparently they ended them like at some point in 2015, so they started making the next generation, which is what my other trucks are, the black 2016, and then my other truck, which is a red 2016 um, LT Z71 with all the, f- it's a pretty fancy spec, um, and that's an extended cab um, in old man red. It's like a deep, fancy red. I think it's an extra cost color, but uh, yeah, it's fancy. Um, But yeah, the white one's kind of in that generation where it it just switched over. Um, So it may look like I'm a Chevy guy. I personally, I just found something that worked and stuck with it. Uh, A friend of mine encouraged me to go the way of Chevy. I had poor experiences with Ram. It wasn't necessarily the brand itself. It was just the truck that I bought. I'm sure their newer trucks are fine. I've heard issues with like the dial shifter instead of like the column shifter for snow plowing. Um, so, I mean, that's something to consider, but generally speaking, I would say when it comes to buying a truck, yes, there are bad years for each truck. Okay. You can't just be like, bro, I'm a Chevy guy. All the years are great. Oh my God. All the models, all the transmissions. No. Okay. You're going to have some crappy ones in there. I acknowledge that all I'm ever going to run for the next couple of years for the foreseeable future. I'm not buying any brand new Chevys. Um, all I'm going to have is that, uh, to like 2008 to like 2018, 19 range. That's all the trucks we're going to be buying. I don't, I don't need a new truck. It's, it's not important to me. I can get a, a newer truck with a great interest rate if I want to from a dealership. I mean, it could be literally just a traded in truck that some old guy used to tow his camper around. Um, I get great deals and stuff. So I don't care. I just, it doesn't really matter that much to me the brand now once you pick something you should probably stick with it um, you should stick with similar models and stuff like that when it comes to choosing a brand in the first place i will look around and say there are a lot more fords than there are chevys and there's a lot more chevys than there are rams i'm just going to throw that out there and I'm also going to throw out there that there's like no nissans and no toyotas because they don't really have a heavy duty model uh, so most companies are going to be running like the mainstream domestic brands that i've seen um but yeah, if you're gonna be brandist on things like, I buy good solid trucks, and I've just said, you know what, 2008 to 2018 heavy duty trucks is what we're going for. That's it, from Chevy or GMC, it doesn't matter. Um, same thing, um, and we're just gonna roll with it. Um, and now that might make me sound brandist. I really wouldn't care. Like it could have been Ford, it could have been Ram, it didn't matter. It just so happened to be the one that I bought. I actually looked at buying Fords, but they were all a little bit rusty. It uh, was gonna some 2011s that already had plows. It was gonna be so simple, but they're they're just a little bit rusty. And I was just like, I don't really want to do that. Whereas these trucks are super clean. Uh, red truck, there's not a lick of rust on that. My black one, there's a little bit, but it's nothing really. There's nothing serious that can't be slowed down and like the, the thing, the engine will go before the the everything else does. The white truck, eh, it's probably the worst one. The 2015. And then the 2011 just has like the standard, I think the the rockers are starting to get some rust on them. Um, uh, There's not too much I can do about that, but the frame is really clean on all the trucks. Um, So yeah, it just so happened to be the one that I picked. I looked at Ram, I looked at Ford, I looked at Chevy. Obviously, Ford is going to be probably the most options, generally speaking, because they built the most Fords. Ram, they built significantly less, so it's harder to find a good deal close to you. Um, If you... If you can get a good deal on something, just pick it, go with it. I actually would even say I don't know if brand hopping is even that big of a deal. It's just kind of what I'm doing is just kind of keeping it consistent for our guys Um, and for myself. I drove a Ram before, Ram 1500, 2009, uh, SLT, 5.7 Hemi, all that stuff. Um, Piece of junk. (laughs) Uh, Not the truck necessarily itself. I'm sure it was fine, but the guy had just destroyed it. I didn't realize that was stupid. I bought it. Long story short, I spent more fixing it than I did on the actual truck itself, and I could have saved myself like 15 grand. So yeah, bad day. Uh, A lot of bad days. Um, So I wouldn't get too uppity about brands. Okay, I want to say that right off the bat. Find what works, stick to what works. And now you're like, bro, this is literally, like I literally came to be like, what truck should I buy? And I would say, you really cannot screw it up that bad when buying, if you're buying brand new, it's a brand new truck. Okay. If it's having issues, it should be fixed under warranty, and if you're having a lot of issues with that particular um, truck, and maybe you bought three brand new ones for some reason. I don't know who does that, but if all of them are having issues, maybe then it's like, oh, those model years are not very good. Maybe I should switch brands or try different model years. Um, ultimately, just I personally just pick something and go to it, uh, but I have seen guys who run really Big, bigger companies um, who have, who are running, you know, six to $7 million companies who have a bunch of different trucks. They've got Fords, they have some GMCs, they have this, they have that, whatever they got a good deal on that worked and can get the work done. They really don't care. Um, now, is that a thing? Is that a, um, it's like the the whole philosophy of like the millionaire who takes the ice baths, right? It's like the ice bath did not make him a millionaire like the cold calls and the doing putting in the work made him a millionaire so it's like is it does it just so happen that a couple of the guys who are successful do this thing or have different brands of trucks or is the different brands of trucks help like help contribute to their success i really don't think it has um but i've seen it before i've seen other people pull it off they've got different years they've got different models and they're all yellow and they're or they're all whatever color it is like like the Mike Andes thing, like he just buys whatever truck, you know. It doesn't even it doesn't matter to him at all, um, and he doesn't run into issues. So Mike Andes is significantly smarter than I am. These guys are significantly smarter than I am. Um, so maybe I'm doing something wrong. I'm just sticking with the brand just to keep it consistent for me, so I don't have to think about it. And because these were just the best trucks that were available, and it just so happened that they were all Chevys. Um, so that is kind of my opinion on brands. Maybe it's not as controversial as I thought, but. Don't just be like, dude, I'm getting, I'm getting Rams because you're, you're a Ram guy. Okay, that's just the, the stupidest. I, I don't care what people are gonna say at a bar or a party. Oh, look at you, Chevy. Da da da. If you make freaking money, they're gonna shut up eventually. Okay, and if you want to be brandist, and after you've made a million dollars, you want to spend a hundred fifty thousand on a brand new Ram, uh, Longhorn with a lift kit and do all this stuff. Great. Like you can be brandless in your personal life. When it comes to work and making money, it should not matter. It really just should not matter unless you're just going with, hey, this is what I found works. I'm going to go with it. If it is an egotistical or a culture thing or your friends thing at all, I would highly encourage you, stop it right now. That's not how you run a business. Second thing, okay, we're going to break this down. What kind of setup should I have? That's kind of the brands of trucks. I just want to touch on that first before I went into this. How? So I'm going to break it down with how many clients you have, okay, because that's kind of how... Um, Your truck and trailer setup should be kind of structured in general, Um, and it's going to be structured around kind of what services you provide. So you're going to need more intensive equipment, even with not a lot of clients, if you mostly do like hardscapes and landscapes, which I'm going to get to here in a second. So the first thing, if you have uh, less than 30 clients, okay, you don't need a truck, you probably don't even need a trailer because you can push mow that many lawns over a weekend. Okay, Probably not worth buying a new vehicle. I'm just saying it. Like if you have a Ford Escape, you can pull your little tiny little trailer And you can put a yard of mulch on there for, you know, a couple times a season when you have to do that. Dude, like, you do not need a a pickup truck, okay? Like, you go out there and you spend, like, $10,000 in an SUV is totally different than $10,000 in a pickup truck. $10,000 pickup truck could be a piece of junk. $10,000 SUV could be decent, you know? Get a decent car, (laughs) you know? Like, less than 30 clients. I mean, I was push mowing over 30 lawns per week. I didn't have a car. I had a bike and a trailer. So it's like, it's not that big of a deal. You can pull it off. Trust me. If I could do it at 15 years old, 16 years old, you can probably do it at 20 years old. And you can use a car, which is even better because you could probably do, I mean, I was doing 30 a week easily. Um, You could do it in a weekend. You could do 15 a day. You could easily do that with a car. Okay. Like you could have a Ford Escape or, uh, you know, a Ford Focus. doesn't matter. You can, if you can stick a lawnmower in the back, trunk could be hanging open, bungee down, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. You can get it done. Less than 30 clients. Don't. You don't need to truck a trail. Like, you don't need to go crazy, okay? And a lot of times, people get in the trap where they go, I could take on more work if I got the vehicle." correct vehicle. Dude, I could take on more work if I had a vehicle, but I had a bicycle. I couldn't even do mulch. I couldn't do any of those services, and yet I still made, like, 20, 30 grand off of 30 clients, you know? Like, it's just, don't make an excuse. Just go do the thing with what you have. Like, you're just not, you don't make enough money to justify spending that much money on something. It's just, it's just not worth it. Okay. Money in the bank is so much better than a a fancy piece of equipment every single freaking day of the week. Okay. Some of you guys might disagree, but that is my philosophy. We're here to make money, not to have fancy lawnmower. If you want to buy a fancy lawnmower in your time, and that's instead of buying a, a brand new motorcycle for yourself, you want to buy a lawnmower or maybe buying like an ATV or a nice snowmobile, you buy a lawnmower for yourself. Uh, I mean, you can go ahead and do that, but I just, I don't, there's, there's no reason. Do not do it out of ego next 30 to hundred clients. Okay. You're going to want to buy a trailer. Um, and if you have a vehicle that can tow it, go for it. You got like a suburban Tahoe, small pickup truck, whatever. If not, I'd say buy something smaller that can double as a personal vehicle. Unless you're snowplowing. If you're snowplowing, you're probably gonna have to get something like a 2,500 anyway. Um, and then just get something that's set up that you can use it personally too. Um, or maybe even at this point, if you're like closer to the hundred range you might have enough money to say, okay, I can have my own personal beater, and then I can use this for work. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're not snow plowing, you can pull it off with like uh, Chevy Colorado, Toyota Tacoma, that type of thing. Um, you should easily be able to get that done. Even if you're hundred clients, some of them are slightly bigger properties, you can still pull a double axle with a, a newer Colorado or something like that. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty or the best thing all the time. You can pull it off at the... like you real 1500 you get a 1500 a half ton truck you're chilling you're fine is if you're not snow plowing you shouldn't even be getting well some people would argue that you should get a heavy duty truck personally me if we weren't snow plowing if i wasn't pulling landscaping stuff i would just get a 1500 like just honest to goodness to put timbers in the suspension and stuff like that um if you're towing like a lot a lot of weight all the time if you're doing less than ten thousand pounds and you don't snow plow i don't know just get a 1500 just suck it up um Get a get a new truck every couple of years after you destroy it. Um you probably don't need a 2,500 at that point. But if you're snowplowing, plowing, you're gonna want a twenty-five hundred. Don't fifteen hundred, you're gonna destroy the truck. Like just you're gonna mess it up so bad. Um but yeah, if you if you get a separate personal vehicle, you can get a regular cab. If not, you're gonna want an extended or crew cab. I don't care what brand. I just don't. Trailers also just don't care what brand. They're all they're trailers. Um some people are partial. Oh, I have my PJ, I got my there's multiple other brands. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head, but there's people who uh, sure track. There's a bunch of different trailer brands. Um, dude, if it works, it fits in your buzz- budget, and it's the right size for you, dude, freaking go for it. And my philosophy is always get the smallest trailer that you can and still be able to do all the work that you have to do, right? If you can pull it off with a um, five and a half by eight trailer, bro, do a five and a half by eight. You don't. If you don't need a, a dual axle, don't get a dual axle. Two more tires in the road that you got to replace, Um, it's a headache. It's even harder to, to, uh, maneuver in tight situations. Um, if you don't need it, don't buy it. It costs more money too. It costs more money to insure all these things. Just don't worry about it. Don't do it. Don't pound your head against that wall. (laughs) It's not worth it. Um, if you're at a hundred plus clients, okay, I would say at this point is okay. Maybe you should get a heavy duty truck. Um, you should be doing at least 200 K per year. Okay. And it'll mostly just be... You working at this point, so you'll have the margins to get something that you can grow that can grow with you like a 2,500 um, or just a nicer 1,500. That's like a work truck with a V8 and, and the 4x4 and, and that kind of stuff. Um Unless you're doing hardscapes and towing, I would say this, and towing more than like 20,000 pounds, like regularly, like I'm talking like at least every other day. Uh, get a gas truck, okay? I know the diesel's cool. It makes cool sounds. I've driven diesel before. It's cool. I like it. Like yeah, it's just, it's cool, it's cool, um, but that's not why we're doing this, okay? We're, we're we're here to make money, okay? We're not here to be cool, uh. We can be cool in our off time, that's fine. But if we're here to to make money, just get it done. Um, if it is gonna be your personal vehicle, you you're dying for diesel, and it's doubling as your personal vehicle, I, I, it's not the end of the world. But really, to pay like five to ten thousand dollars extra for a truck, now you got to run diesel. You can't go to every gas station, um more expensive repairs. There's just other things that come with it that it's just like, dude, it's really, personally, it's just not worth it unless you're towing a lot all the time. In fact, it's not great for the engines to, like, they're built to, to be destroyed and, like, beat on with 20,000 pounds. So if you're pulling around 3,000 pounds with it, I mean, you're just, you're actually kind of ruining the engine because uh, it was made to to handle a lot more load. Um, and I say always just get a 4x4, okay? When you're in a your truck, get a 4x4. you You're As you're gonna, you're gonna, There's always going to be a point where you're going to have to pull out a mower from a ditch and you're going to have to drive your truck into the mud and pull it out. And if you don't have four-wheel drive, you and that mower are going to be stuck. (laughs) And it's just not worth it. So get four-wheel drive. It also really helps for resale value to have four-wheel drive because now even if you're down south, you can sell the truck up north to someone from up north who's looking for a rest-free truck. 130 and beyond, okay, because I just gave you the 100 to 130, which really isn't a huge range in, in most people's minds. But this is like the... the um you're cresting the hill kind of thing. It's weird because this is the point where um, you're running out of time to get more clients. So you're not getting as many clients. So a lot of people get stuck around 100 to 130 a lot of times. It's just very common um, for like a one crew operation to just get stuck there. If you're out in the field all day, because you just don't have time to actually go get the, the clients to get a second truck, nor can you afford to. Cause like you're living the lifestyle of like a, you working all that, like you're making 10 grand a month, you know, with, with you going out and working in the field and and handling all that stuff. But now you have to get two trucks, so you need to handle double the amount of clients yourself and you kind of technically have to be in one truck at all times, otherwise you take a pay cut, it's just a mess, okay? So that leap from like one to multiple trucks is generally really hard. So yeah, 100, 130 people get stuck there a lot and stay there, or not even get stuck there, but they just like it there. Um, 130 and beyond. I say heavy duty. If you're plowing, you can pull off a half ton. If you're not four wheel drive, always gas, unless you're doing hardscapes or hauling skid steers and loaders all the time. Um, you should be able to do 220 K per vehicle, at least, at least 220 K per vehicle, if not a little bit more. So don't buy a truck or any more equipment until you get past 220 K. Again, I'm going to say this again about the trailers. Always get the smallest trailer that will fit your stuff. Okay. You can always get a new trailer. That's not, it's, it's really not that hard. Um. whereas new truck is another story. So a trailer is not the end of the world, so having a slightly smaller trailer and having an upgrade is not a big deal. It really isn't, Um, especially if you work with a good dealership and you're buying newer stuff. <coughs> uh, also, at this point, you're probably going to want to invest in a dump trailer. If you're renting a dump trailer so much that it costs more to rent it than the payments would be, um, it's probably worth it just to buy it, obviously. Uh, but I would, I would throw this caveat in here because people will do the math wrong because they're like, dude, I'm renting it once per week. And I'm renting it for $150 per time. It's cost me $600, but the payment on it is, is only $400. And I'm like, dude, you don't use you don't use a dump trailer for four months out of the year. So you're making payments on a dump trailer for four months out of the year that you are um, not using it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna extrapolate the math here. Let's say that you're spending you know $600 a month to um, rent a trailer, right? So 600 times. Let's just do. Um, like eight months, it says 4800 But what if it was $400 a month, but times 12 months? 4800 okay? So either you can own it yourself or rent it. So at that point, it's worth it, right? Anything less than that, it's not worth it. So just do the math, see if it's worth it. If it's not worth it, don't buy it, okay? Buy it when you need it, don't when you don't, okay? Well, we can buy it a little bit early and we'll have it. it's just gonna be good to have broke. Do not do the whole it's gonna be good to have thing, okay? That's how people go broke, that's how people get screwed. There's plenty of people during COVID. Bro, but it's gonna be good to have when we continue growing. You don't know how to grow a business. The economy is growing. You know, like people have too much money. That's what's going on. You don't know how to run a business. So I would say I'm sorry, it sounds like I'm insulting here, but I'm just I'm just saying using that as an example. Do not buy to prepare um, you can start ordering things in advance if you know your company's gonna hit certain growth milestones. I'm not opposed to that. But don't buy things and have them sit because you're like counting on some magical growth and you have no idea how to grow and you've never done it before. But you know, we're gonna grow, you know? because Just because you added, you know, you went from 10 to 30 clients last year uh, doesn't mean that you're gonna go from 30 to 90. I mean, you might know how to add another 20 clients to go to 50, but it doesn't mean you're gonna be at 90. So don't act like you're gonna hit 90, you know? Um, yeah, you just need to be a little bit realistic with that. But that is, that's just my, me being brutally honest with you. But yeah, dump trailer is going to be huge. We're getting a dump trailer next year. We didn't have a dump trailer at all this year and we did, and we're beyond 130. We didn't care. We did way well, well over $220,000 for a vehicle and I did not have a dump trailer and I probably rented a dump trailer a total of maybe a dozen times the entire year. Huge savings over freaking flat out buying a dump trailer or financing it which just sounds so bad that you're financing a trailer, but they, they can be expensive and it can be a way of just like keeping your consistent monthly really good instead of blowing all your money in one month on something and then having to wait months and months and months to see your money back. But um, yeah, that's kind of that's what I would have from there. I'm going to leave you guys with a couple of truck recommendations and just dealing with dealership stuff that you should really know before you go to a dealer and, and buy all this stuff. So first thing, as little down, low interest, short term financing is the way to go. Okay, let me say that again. Nothing down, if possible, or as little down, right? We don't want to put down a big down payment. It's just that defeats the whole purpose of financing. Low interest, the lowest interest. So if you have to put down a little bit more and your interest rates, like let's say, like we want four grand down if you want your interest rate to be 10 percent. Or if you put nothing down, it's going to be 14 percent. Yeah, put the money down because you're going to get absolutely bled out. Um, you're just going to get destroyed. But if it's like, oh, it's 0.2% better if you put four grand down, it's probably not worth it right now because you can just pay off the truck sooner. Um, and keep it short-term, okay? If you need 144 months to pay down your truck to be able to afford that truck payment, you, you shouldn't be driving that truck. Um, go get a $20,000 truck, you know? Honestly, when people think financing, like, oh my God, you're financing like $100,000 for it. No, dude, you can finance a $20,000 super solid truck. Um, and that's a great way to go because you can write off the full, uh, if it's if it's registered in your business, <clears throat> you can write off the truck 75% in the first year because it's it's over 6,000 gross pounds. I'm not a tax advisor. but I'm just saying, talk to your tax person. You can write it off against your income. So that's immediately 75. So let's say you spend um, $100,000 on new trucks this year. Maybe that looks like three trucks for you. For me, that looks like more like five, uh, four, maybe like three and a half, four. Uh, because I, you know, I get good deals. <laughs> um, but let's say that you spend a hundred grand, you get a seventy-five percent write-off, and you pay yourself um, seventy-five thousand dollars that year. We well, don't pay anything in taxes because that you got to write off the entire vehicle. Does that make sense? Um, now you won't be able to expense other things in the vehicle. It's it's a long story short. There's tax advantages to it. Talk to your CPA. Talk to your tax advisor. There are tax advantages. It it's not quite perfect like I just explained it to you. It's a little bit more messy than that. But just keep in mind there are tax advantages to financing buying things in cash sounds so sexy on paper well it sounds it sounds sexy okay that's what it is generally in business it doesn't make the like as much sense because it's good debt okay it's just leverage for you uh it's free money if you will um uh, whereas like a consumer vehicle yeah you're just bleeding money you should really like if you can't afford to buy the vehicle cash and it's a consumer vehicle and you're not leasing yeah you should probably shouldn't buy that car um buy cash but for for work vehicles, no. You know, like financing is totally fine. Uh, it's a great tax tax advantage there. Uh, the second thing um, for the tips: pick up a work truck, unless this doubles as your personal, and you can't afford to have a nice personal vehicle and a nice work truck. And you've worked really hard for a long time. I get it. You probably do deserve it. It's possible. Um, depends on what you're going for. If you're ready to start settling down a little bit now, sure. Go go swing a Denali, and, and you can drive around and get that all dirty and it smells like sweat in the inside. Um, that's up to you. Personally, I'd like to have a work truck and then my personal vehicle, but that's just me. Um, If you can't afford it, I get it. I understand. Uh, Get the work, get the truck inspected by another shop um, than where you're buying it from. So if you're financing from a dealership, um, get it looked at somewhere else. Uh, They do not necessarily always have uphold the greatest things. Like every single truck that I bought, they lied about something about it. I'm not even kidding. Um, so, get it inspected so you know, and then that becomes a negotiating point for you uh, to get the price down. If you're buying the thing in cash, again, just get the freaking thing inspected. My red truck, again, I spent $15,000 to keep that thing on the road for a $7,500 truck. Stupidest thing ever. I could have just got it inspected, they would have been like, yeah, the axle's blown. Like, you're, don't buy that truck. Didn't know that. Um, no warranties. If you're buying it, listen, if the truck is actually a good truck, I should not need to spend five thousand dollars on a warranty, on a used car warranty. Okay? That's just just laying down the law with you guys. If they're like, bro, but the warranty's two grand. If anything goes wrong, there should not be anything that goes wrong with this truck. If you know of something that's gonna go wrong with this truck, you had better tell me right the freaking now. Okay, like there's there shouldn't you should not get a warranty because they're gonna charge you two grand for a warranty. You don't need two grand warranty, you need two grand in cash. You're going to get charged interest on your warranty. It's great. You're going to pay like $3,000 for this warranty you never use and can't use because you can't get a hold of them and you don't apply. And it's just, it's, it's BS. Okay. To keep it, to keep it clean. It's BS. Okay. Don't get a freaking warranty. If it's a new truck and you get a warranty with it, great. Whatever. If it is a used vehicle, there are third-party warranties. It's just crap. It's absolute just crap. Don't, mm-mm. if the truck, if the truck is in good enough condition, you shouldn't have any issues at all. Okay. Um, I would also always ask for the amount. So ask them, hey, what are your dealer fees? And they're going to be like, well, you know, we don't we don't charge any extra for whatever. And then you see the piece of paperwork and it's going to be like $900, okay? Ask and be like, hey, I know you have dealer fees. What are the dealer fees? Because you want to get actually the price down to what you actually thought you're going to pay for it as it was listed on the website. So, so they're going to be like, oh, well, it's like $900. We want to be open. Awesome. I would just straight up tell them. I'd be like, great. Can you knock $900 off the price for me? You're like, wow, it's already priced really well, bro. Just knock nine hundred dollars off the price, okay? Get that price down. That should be that's generally a really low hanging fruit. Again, if you had it looked at by another shop, they found a couple little things wrong with it. First off, maybe the dealership is not someone you want to work with. Second off, negotiate with that um, and just freaking work it, okay? Like, your car dealerships aren't necessarily bad people, but if you just walk in there like a stupid head and just let them take advantage of you, they they might. Um, Look over all the paperwork before you sign it. They will throw in things there that you never agree to. Like I've literally told people, no warranty. I, I show up, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Like I I got something going on tonight. Let's pick up the truck. Let's go. I go home. There's five thousand dollars on there that I did not know about. I'm like, why is there five thousand? What is going on here? You you lied to me about the price, you lied to me about this, like just stupid stuff. They didn't mention it at all. They tried to be friendly in conversation, just swept it under the rug. Terrible, okay. Look at everything before you sign it. Be like, hey, what does this mean? Can I look through this? Waste their time. Freaking waste their time, okay? Like, you're you're making them money. I don't mean to be a butthead to car dealerships. I know people who are in the business. It's a hard business to be in. I get it. But do not rip me off for dimes or $5,000. Read the stuff. It's just like with anything. I don't know. It's common sense. Get inspected. We'll look over the paperwork. Just do that. Uh, four by four. Always go for that. I'd say go for lower mileage as long as it's more than three to five years old you don't want to end up upside down because of depreciation. Don't get anything three to five, like within the last three years. Definitely five years, I would say, to be safe. Um, but definitely, definitely not three years, because um, you're gonna not only get hit with the mileage, losing losing money because losing the value of the truck because of the mileage, but you'll also lose it because of the depreciation. And then you're gonna end up upside down, which means if you get in a gym, you can't afford payments anymore. You want to sell the truck. Guess what? The money that you um oh and the truck is more than the truck is worth that's upside down and i want to say 82 percent it's somewhere between 80 and 90 that's a lot of people in the u.s are upside down on their car loan so just for context be smart about it um apply with business credit to build business credit um i'd say inspect any used trailers and drive them around before buying them don't just don't just pull off with them and then it doesn't drive straight like just make sure everything is good. I'd say use a checklist and make sure that everything on your truck is perfect before you buy it or if you find something that's not perfect, bring it up to the dealership or wherever you're buying it from and say, "Hey, I'm expecting my price to come down from that." Check CarFax, make sure it's not been underwater and not a salvage title or anything like that and you don't know about it and they're being sneaky. Uh, walk away. Don't get emotional. A lot of times dealerships want they want money, not friends. So if you think you like them and they're super nice people, so a lot of times I'm sure they're nice people, but they just they want you to buy. Okay? You're spending so much money with them. It, it's great for them to just treat you nice. So don't don't be like, oh, they're just great people. Just in this scenario, assume the worst here. Um, and then just see the trucks as like, I like to see my trucks as shovels, right? Like I'm not like drooling over a shovel. Oh, bro, the shovel, oh, that husky shovel, oh, look at that black edge. Oh, my God. No, okay? It is a, it is a tool. Do not idolize or pick the sexier option just because, okay? We're not looking for any pigs with lipstick. We're looking for good, solid trucks to make money. With that being said, that is the trucks and trailers episode. I've been here talking for quite some time, but I just wanted to really run through it. Um, I really personally think that there's, that it's it's part of the foundation of your business. I, I recognize that. The equipment is very important. I personally don't try to, I try not to spend too much time thinking on it because it's not that important. Um, in, in my opinion, I think sales, Building a good company, like building a good company culture and having good employees and that kind of stuff is so much more important than equipment, like infinitely more important. And so if you are in um, – yeah, if you're just in a scenario where you're like you're spending all your time looking at equipment and all this, to stop. Okay? Just stop. This is for the guys out there who their business is growing, um, where things are moving. And you're actually genuinely like, hmm, I wonder what. Or if you're on a mower, you got nothing else to do. Or if you're in your truck plowing, you got nothing else to do. You're just like, hey, this is good information to have. So when, um, you know, a couple months down the road when we do this, it'll be helpful. Um, but do not do the whole like, I'm looking at trucks all the time, on Facebook Marketplace all the time. I get it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. You're just daydreaming, dude. Like live the dream. Don't, Don't dream the dream. Live it. Get out there, make it happen. Buy the trucks, get it done. Um, but take it easy and don't get too emotional about it, okay? Because whenever it's like, bro, I've been dreaming of this moment for so long. That's when the dealerships are like, I got this guy. I'm, I'm gonna get this. He's been dreaming of this for a long. I'm gonna screw him over so hard, and he's not even gonna care because it's his dream truck, okay? Be smart. Have a little level head about it. I'm not saying don't, don't stop dreaming. Just dream bigger. The equipment isn't an ends to a mean. If you're just dreaming the other equipment, dude, you're dreaming too small. Dream bigger. Dream of the life that you're going to create with this equipment. Great equipment is always conducive to having a better time in your business. And yes, it does help with efficiency, which we're going to talk about in the next couple of episodes. But don't idolize the equipment too much. Your job as the owner of the business is basically sales, hiring people correctly, and the finances of your business. Uh, And the equipment just comes as one of those accessory things that you just kind of have to do. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed. Next week, tune in to talk about handheld equipment, so anything two-stroke that you're going to be, um, you know, string trimmers, blowers, uh, pole saws, hedge trimmers, all that good stuff. Gas versus electric, we're going to talk, have that conversation, and we're also going to talk about, hey, what brands, what do I use, why do I use it, um, and just give some general recommendations and pointers and give you guys some price ranges of what everything is going to look like. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll catch you next one.